Look, my view on stuff is like loyalty to me in business is fucking everything. You this, know? Is the th- this is what Claire and I spoke yeah, about. Yeah. Like, you're not going to fucking stand by me when this shit's going yeah. on. And it, what hurt me was everyone else is at me. Yeah. And then the people who were supposed to be looking after me, yep. they disappeared. Put it this way, bro. When I nearly went bankrupt, this is a good story. We'd probably save it for the podcast. Well, save, yeah, save it for the, save podcast. the podcast. Yeah, because you like you like this one. I'm going to give you some good yeah, advice please, here. Please. All right. <coughs> cool. So we live. Recording audio visual. Ladies and gentlemen, Isaac Butterfield, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, thank you for being in my house. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here, sir. Um, how does it feel to be on the receiving end in your own home of a podcast, mate? I've. Uh, I've I've had I've done a couple of interviews here and it's very relaxing. Um, I did one for for the ABC recently, um, right? Through a friend of mine, so it was uh, it was all cool, all cash. Uh, but he hit me with some hard questions, yeah. uh, particularly about recent jokes that I've done. Um, but he actually hit, was hit with a lot of uh, pushback from his people about about interviewing me at all. So. Uh, it was still good of him to to come and do it, but mate, um, no, I just woke up, so yeah. that's not true. I've been up for fucking hours. With my son, <laughs> he got up at five o'clock oh, this morning. Little, so little, little Butterman, little laddie boy, mate, he's give, um, give he's, him, he's give, been up for hours. Give him a cigar, chill him out. Yeah. He needs to, yeah. But oh, you know, rubbing a bit of whiskey on his lips and <laughs> all that type of stuff. So he's not teething, just to shut him up. Hey? Yeah. So um, yeah, so this podcast, is, uh, it's mostly it's going to be called Unbreakable. It's a mm-hmm. uh, kind of a business focus. Um, but there's a lot of parallels between business, sports, entertainment, um, anyone who kind of has to go through that entrepreneur's journey. Sure. So we're talking about things like uh, money, motivation, mindset, uh, interesting stories from inspiring people's people, <laughs> and um, just kind of talking a little bit about that journey. So um, we've been getting some really good content, and I was particularly keen to do this with you. Um, because who, who have you interviewed? Who have you interviewed thus far? Who, who we did Nath. Yep. Yep. Nice was he's really great. good. He's great. Incredible. He's his his story, man. Like we had him on the podcast the other week. Um, Nathan Patterson. Patterson. Shout Pat out. Shout out, Pato. This is what threw me off with his name. <laughs> when I say it, it sounds like Patterson, but it's yep. not. It's Patterson. Patterson. Fucking. I couldn't get over that. Pato. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we're, we're from the Central Coast, so. Oh, gross. Like, I've got yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was smooth. Thank you. Um, to be fair, I've been in Sydney since I was 18. So Still. Um, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, Pato's a mad dog. He, yeah. um, from, from a very rough, rough life to now being mixing it with um, uh, big dogs in art galleries all over the world, as we were saying yeah. before the podcast. Like he, His story is just a, a magnificent tale of triumph amongst all, all odds. 100%. He would have sold seven figures worth of art by this time next year, I reckon. Which is insane. To go from solitary confinement to a self-made multimillionaire artist, that's, that's movie quality stuff. And, and his art, like, I was, and I'll be honest here, when I first saw his art, I was just like, eh. And he was he was too when he talk when he talks about sort of abstract work, which yep. I guess he'd call his is his work yeah, abstract it's, it's work fusion. or modern he, he, fusion. It's fusion. Yeah, he takes inspo from different types of artists. Modern abstract fusion, I believe yeah. it's called. Um, <laughs> that's what I'll call it. Um, when he was talking about that, and and he and he said himself that he was a bit iffy about that type of art to begin with. Yep. Um, but as I went through his Instagram and, and I listened to some of the stories about why he made this, and we had a good laugh and. He doesn't take it too seriously. I was like, that's really, really cool. I'll tell you the best thing about his story because I've known Nate since he's since he's back in the day. And um, 
he's he's had a ruthlessness to him as a as a mixed martial arts fighter. Mm-hmm. I think that's why when he was inside, they put him in solitary because he was just he's dangerous. A he's yeah, a weapon, yeah, he's a he's a weapon. Um, but he's also got fierce loyalty, mm-hmm. like very fierce. Like he always wants to protect people smaller than him or in a disadvantaged position. Um, and he's always had this this weird like moral compass where like even when he's mixing with like crims, he's still got these morals about him. Mm. And he was telling me when he was in solitary and he picked up a paintbrush after he nearly got murdered by neo-Nazis in prison. Insane story mm. that um, he started just doing dots because one of the, the indigenous leaders gave him a, 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 um, a paintbrush and he started doing um, indigenous style art. And when he started doing the, the more creative, colourful stuff, he was saying it was a reflection of what was inside of him. So even though he was in a, in a box and he had no social contact and he was surrounded by all these hard men, that that, that colourful, vibrant art was a reflection of like what was inside his mm-hmm. whole life that he had to protect being in that, that dark underworld. Yeah, and it does come out like that in his art. You can see that he is that this 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 part of him really enjoys the process and, and what he's doing, and yeah. um, a beautiful thing for someone who had a, a, such a life where he was going down a path of basically being incarcerated forever. Yeah, um, to turn it around is just yeah, mind blowing. Well, he spent twelve years in there. Like a third of his life, but this isn't his podcast. This is about me. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, Jesus so we <laughs> ADHD by the way. So you're going to keep me on track. So yeah, we did an interview with Nath. Um, we're doing one with Jackson O'Doherty next yep. week. Good Great guy. Dude. Great yep. dude. Um, you'll notice there's a trend of loyalty in these people. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know you've been through some dramas lately. Yeah. And um, we were saying before the podcast that um, you know, in business for me especially, loyalty and trust is everything. Mm. And um, you know. Nate's a really loyal guy. Jackson's a really loyal guy. Mm. We've been in business now for what four or five years. Mm-hmm. First time face to face. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we've been. <laughs> I think we've been with you through four or five scandals now. Well, let's not call them scandals. <laughs> it sounds like it's something sexual. <laughs> uh, Misunderstandings. Cancellations. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I've been cancelled every year for the past five years, and it is what it is. The the comedy world, which is weird for me because it's comedy, right? Mm. Like. If you're not getting cancelled, I don't think you're doing comedy right. Yeah, I feel I, you. I don't think, like, you're really... And I don't even like the idea of pushing boundaries. Like, I don't think I'm pushing boundaries. I think I'm just saying funny things. Yeah. And when people say, oh, that's not funny, if they're offended, like, it's just such... It's such cognitive dissonance to really believe that what you are saying is correct when you say that's not funny, when you hear people laugh in the video that you've watched. Yeah, I think... What are you talking about? Like, people are laughing right there. Like, you're wrong. It's interesting, man, because, like, cancellation doesn't discriminate either. Like, you've got Dave Chappelle getting cancelled. You've got yourself. um, You know, I've obviously heard the jokes. And for me, I've got a nuanced view on it, I think, which... But I think that comes with maturity. Yeah. In the sense that, like, you know, I don't have to like something or agree with it. You know, if it's if it's if it's essentially you're creating art, like if I don't like it, it's nothing personal. I don't mm. I don't think you're trying to hurt people with a lot of this content. I think it's some of them are just a swing and a miss. With, Is that um, fair to say? Uh, Louis C.K.'s joke, the first joke about nine eleven or something like that. If you can find out what it is. <laughs> oh, I think I know the one, but yeah. Um, oh, fuck, I cannot remember off the top of my head. That's but, all right. But that's that's the whole point with it. Is you you take a taboo subject, you make a joke about it. It doesn't mean you actually believe it. You just fuck around. The one mm. thing I do regret saying, mm. uh, and it's not what I said; it's how I said it. Was the um, and these remember these are this is my four. I'm currently writing my fourth hour. 
So there's a lot of jokes in between there. These are we're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of jokes. Yep. Um, I said to a lady, uh, a Jewish lady, the first time I got cancelled, uh, she said I hated you. Sh- I loved your show, but I didn't like what you said about the Holocaust. No one should ever talk about the Holocaust. Mm. And you know, bearing in mind, I've made jokes throughout this show about every race and religion, but you're not allowed to joke about yours. Like I, yeah. I had the shits with that, and I emailed her back. This is just before I was going on stage, so I was fired up. And I said, if you can't stand the heat, stay out of the oven. Now, <laughs> now if that happens on stage and someone says that to me, like they have it like that, you can't do that, and I say that, hilarious. The best comeback of all time. Yeah. But I was annoyed with myself after it all sort of settled down <coughs> because I emailed it to her. Right. You know, it was a response. And that's not cool. Yeah. Because it was... It was between me and her, and she's received that at home. Right. So you're saying, yeah, you took it out of a comedy context and put it into a personal. Yeah. Co- yeah okay. That and makes I, sense. I didn't that love that. Sense. I didn't love that, and I probably wouldn't do that now. Yeah. Although I may. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I t- it's funny. It's I. I totally get what you're saying, man. I do. I, it, it makes sense. I, it feels like, and correct me if I'm wrong again, that in in some sense you you're you're a free speech absolutist in yes. in the sense that like you either have to have everything or you have nothing. Is that a fair thing to say? I believe it is. I, yeah. I think I, I think you have to be able to say anything. I think you should be able to throw up Hitler signs if you want to. Mm. But should also be able to be mocked for throwing up Hitler signs. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel you yeah. can't just pick and choose because, you know, we are we are who we are and you shouldn't try to control people and the and you shouldn't try to control speech. The best way to deal with that speech is with evidence, facts and argument. So how do you to that point or debate, maybe not argument. <laughs> so so how do you to that point kind of educate people who, you know, let's take for example your dad's friend who will say, you know, I was hurt by that. How do you how do you go through that education process of articulating to someone who you are as a person and how your art is separate from who you are and what you believe? How do you educate people on that? I don't think you can. I think people right. will only find it if they want to. Yeah. Like the content's out there. If you want to listen to how I actually feel about Indigenous people or, or Muslim people or any people that I've made jokes about in the past. And remember, I've made jokes about everyone, including 9, uh, 9-11 victims, including the Bali bombing victims, which majority were white uh, Australians. I make jokes about all those people. And if you actually go and find my actual genuine opinions, like you listen to a podcast like this, it's very, very different to the person I am on stage. Mm. Now, that's up to you. I can't change people's minds. Like we are very much in in a, a culture of cultism. More tribalism, right? Sure. Yeah. Where yeah. people are like they're one team or the other. Yeah, that's problematic. It's very much problematic because if you if you own if you refuse to think for yourself, then you'll just follow the closest or loudest speaker near you. And that's dangerous because who knows who that person is? Yeah. And who influenced them? No, I feel you on that. I feel you. I think, um, and I think the reason why we've, you know, stuck it out because I, so I've managed around 400 influencers, right? And mm. we have various problems all the time. <laughs> like we've had rappers who've been stabbed and they need a hundred dollar advance. And we've had, oh, you know, we've had girls who need a, an advance that they get a boob job, all sorts of chaotic things. And we will have your manager call me up and say, what do you think about this? Yeah. My view on it as the leader at the time was that because I know you and because I know who you are and what you believe, if you walk down the street and said, you know, X, Y, Z about whatever mm. group, then yeah, for sure. We can't, we can't, I'm similar to you. I only know how to be authentic. If I don't share morals with someone, I can't share a table with them. Sure. I can't share a meal with them. Yeah. But I said, I said, 
was he voicing an opinion or was he was he just trying to throw out a joke? He goes, oh, it was, it was on his comedy set. I'm like, well, uh, if he's come out and said something that he genuinely believes that's like, you know, that's uh, derogatory towards another group, of course we're not going to. But if he's if he's doing his craft, I can't tell him how to do art. Yeah. The same way, I can't tell Nathan what to paint. Yeah. You know, like I just, I don't think I have that right. I think it'd be arrogant of me to assume that um, I know how someone creates their art better than they do. Mm. So, you know. It's the same with like uh, Keanu Reeves. People, kids still get photos with him and he's killed millions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like John Wick's killing people all the time. Yeah, you don't want to sure mess with that dog. His dog. I understand that. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you know, no one seems to think that he's a, he's a killer. Yeah, it's weird, man. Like that whole, you're in a unique thing. And I was going to draw a parallel to this as well because like this is kind of, we talk about, what, this podcast for me is talking about creating things and going through challenges. And I think, you know, for me, if I fail at a business, I can fail in silence. Mm. If you fail at a joke, you've got you've got to pick that up in front of the whole world. But I only do jokes, like the, the jokes that are seen by people, mm. um, like on a video. They're only ones that I've tried before. Right. Like these, this is what people don't get. They think I'm getting up there for the first time just talking. I mean, these are written jokes. They are, they're tried and tested. They're proven. I know they work. Mm. Go out there knowing where people are going to laugh, knowing when they're going to stop laughing and knowing when I can start <laughs> the next joke. Like this is, that is, I guess, the art form. You, you know, you're sort of like an actor. You're waiting for the pause and all this type of shit. Like that's where that comes in, I guess. Um, yeah, they're not just, they don't just, I don't just pull them out. Well, sometimes I pull them out. But how does it feel when like, you know, you, you try something new and it doesn't work? Well, you go, oh, fuck. All right. Yeah. Well, that's Move not, on. it's either not funny or <coughs> I need to rework it. And do you find you get a lot of support from the uh, comedy community around this sort of stuff? No. Not really. I made a video. I'm surprised at that. I just, I just uh, recorded a video yesterday that not one, well, two, two Australian comedians came out and supported me. Really? Frenchie and Nikki Osborne. Right. No one else. How's, how has this made you feel? Because it's like, it's a... So if you don't know, I'm getting taken to the Human Rights Commission over this Indigenous joke. Yeah, I did see that. And this is a big deal because it really affects the freedom of speech of comedians because it yep. sets a precedent that you can't tell jokes about people if they are a certain type of person, whether they are a black person, whether they are a religious person, whether they are a... Um, Actually, it's not even just black, it's not even just black people, but it's any color, any religion, any gender. So now, um, if you're a progressive comedian, you mm. can't tell jokes about white people because I could take you to the Human Rights Commission. You can't tell jokes about Christian people because they can take you to the Human Rights Commission. Mm. This is what this entire case is is risking if they do go ahead with it. So it will be very fucking interesting. Has it been stressful? No, no, no. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> um, the like. Is it like what? What are the main challenges when you go through this? Because it's it's got to be. I'm got to take some sort of right. I'm okay. busy, man. I gotcha. stay busy. So that takes your mind. I just off wrote the, a book. The chaos. I've of been uh, working with a whole different range of things at the moment. I've just had a baby. Yeah. Training yeah. Uh, every day. Um, <coughs> making writing videos every day. Doing all that type of shit. So I, I don't stop. So I just. I just keep moving and take every day by day. It's good. That's what I tell people in the entrepreneurs world as well. Just take a day. By I mean, day. it's. I, it, Funny you mention that because another thing I wanted to talk about, and it's it's cool that we're flowing with this because I write these big run sheets. We never fucking use them, <laughs> but um, yeah, I tell people um in startups that like similar because you what you really have built is like a business with infrastructure around you at the moment, mm -hmm. I believe. And from a business perspective, I think that what you've built is very impressive. Okay. Um, 
I think one thing in, in our world is like, you know, if you have a bad day and you've got a job, you can just take a couple of sick days. But, you know, in, in this world, if you've got a bad day, like well, you can't call your boss and not go to work, you know? How do you find, um, you know, do you ever have a down day where you've just got to suck it up and get it done? Uh, yeah, I mean, but the longest I've ever taken off was two weeks when my son was born. Oh, right. That was it. Really? But I, but I worked harder the weeks before to get enough video content to go out so yeah. that, you know, no one missed out on videos that week. How do you see that right there, what you just said? How do you maintain? Because, like, some people, like, that amount of pressure can get to them when, you, when you've when you got to constantly keep churning yeah. out this content because that's your business, right? When I first started, it was tough to get a video a week. Yeah. And now I just churn them out. <coughs> so it's just become like a system? Well, I just write every day. Right. Write and write and write and write. It's the same with the book. I wrote that book in five months mm-hmm. um, because I wrote every day. Right. You know, uh, it's the same with, with stand-up. If you, Once I get in that mindset, and they are videos, book, comedy, they're all very different mindsets. So you have to sort of like start with almost like a, an intention of what you are trying to write. Uh, and then you, it sort of flows from there. Do you love writing? No. Really? It's my job. So you got to force yourself through that? No. No, I just right. don't love it. I'm just not one of these people right. that's like, oh my God, all I need to do is just get home and write. That's not, that is not me, <laughs> what but are the, it's a means to an end. What are the, okay, fair call. What are the parts of the job you do love? Um, What's the itch that it scratches for you? I don't know, man. I, I just like this life. Yeah. I like to be able to work whenever I want. I like to be able to travel wherever I want and do shows. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it does. It's hard. Uh, it's hard to sort of answer what I really enjoy about it. I remember when I did, the biggest show I ever did was the Enmore Theatre, which is about 1,700 people, and I filmed my last special there. Uh, this was before COVID. Um, and my friend Morgan, who filmed a lot of the first first videos that I did on the channel, he said to me, oh, what was it like to see your name up in lights and all those people there to see you? And like, that's crazy. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I guess it's just, it is what it is now. <laughs> so you, you just know. adapted to it because you don't want to be one of those people. that's like, yes, I've done it. I've made it. You I don't. I I just can't. I cannot smell the. I can smell the roses for a day or two, and then I have to move on to the next thing. Because let, me, let me try and diagnose and dissect a little bit because I think there's a couple of parallels. So in my world, I'm an ADHD person. Just as Jackson's got a similar thing to yeah, me. Yeah. And so like the ability to create something, whether it's a product or a brand, and have it in your brain, and then push it into the world, and then thousands of people open up their wallet and pay you for that thing. That for me is an instant gratification that I really love. Sure. Because it was in here, yep. it's out there, and now everyone's going, well done. Do you get a similar thing where you're like putting your thoughts out into the world and getting validation back from that? Um, no. Nah. You don't stop to think about it that much. No, I really don't. Um, like <laughs> I love it. I love doing shows and I love meeting people and it's fun. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy, I, th- I think I work hard so I can have the family life that I want. That's what I really enjoy. I right. enjoy going for walks by the pond with my family and all that type of stuff. Like I yeah, love nice. the shows and all that type of shit and it's cool and it's enjoyable and I like the money, but I prefer, I'd give all that away, like most people would, yeah. but I'd give all that away just for these the moments that we get to have as a family. But it's a, it's a means to an end. I get to be home all the time. Do you love what you've created in terms of the ability to enjoy family time and create something for your loved ones? Absolutely. That's that is that's number one for me. 
like you know i'm not one of these people who is all about the flash and and i don't go to the movie premieres and all this type of shit i I couldn't stand doing that a lot of influencers go to those and they don't even get paid i get invited i don't even go (laughs) why 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 would you like i know some some people people love that though man i i couldn't but some people do fuck that i would i would hate it imagine wearing a suit with a tuxedo it's choking around the neck and you got to meet all these people that you would never normally be friends with hello how are you fuck (laughs) not for me i can't even i can't even pretend to like like certain like celebrities and stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. they're like do you want to work with so and so i'm like oh w- if i wouldn't hang out with him i don't really want to work no, with him 100 man <laughs> like oh but he's so big i'm like oh, who gives that- a shit i don't really give a fuck like if i don't enjoy the person i don't have anything in common i don't know what i'm supposed to do exactly <laughs> exactly um okay, how- can i just sorry interrupt. Yeah, go did you it. find that um that joke uh the first person to make a 9-11 joke was gilbert godfrey gilbert godfrey yeah what did he say no, I didn't find what it was. Oh. <laughs> Fine research. Can you check the front door for the coffees, please? For Claire and I? How has Little Buttsman changed, if anything, your world? In um, terms of what you do and how you do it and why you do it as well? Well, when he was, he was, he's only nine weeks old. But what it's changed is sort of sleep. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know, man. I, because we were such a family unit already, it's sort of like we were ready for him to be here and we were like, yep, he's uh, he's here, let's do it, how good. Um, I don't know, he, he means the world to us and we basically have just sort of become shut-ins and just hang out with him all day, which is great. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I don't know how much it's changed me. It's, I'm definitely a completely different person, but I, don't, I can't really put my finger on <laughs> Did you hear that one? And it hasn't changed me, but I'm a completely different I'm, person. <laughs> I know. I am definitely a completely different person, but I don't know how. Um, Can I speculate a little bit? Sure. So when I, I've got a good little girl that's five and a little boy that's three, um, I don't post them or anything, so no one really knows. So it's, you know, in the circle. But um, for me, it's this like, I don't really think about it, but it's this subconscious drive where I'm creating something for someone other than me. Mm. I'm creating something to leave for someone, mm. you know. For me, that drives me to work a lot harder. Well, I want to get out of your house. You want to get out of this house? No, I want to get Addy, as in Atticus. Right. I want to get him a house that he can have. Right. Um, I don't know how I'm going to do it. What What drives you what to? Are you doing um, <laughs> is there was there a hot yeah. one in there? Really? Fuck! I'll go a cold one. I don't mind. <coughs> almond milk. Yeah, I'll go almond. Go for it. You got one as well? No, nah, the, uh, the missus has got one. Oh, what are you going to have? Nothing. I've had like five this oh, morning. Oh, sick. Um, That's how it's changed me. I'm more of a caffeine addict. What? Okay. What What drives you to want to buy out of your house? Like, well, I, no, number one is it's very, very difficult to buy a house as a young person. For sure. Uh, and I wouldn't have been able to buy a house unless I did the job I do. Um, and I just want to I just want to give him something cool. Yeah. I just want to give him a fucking house. Yeah. But that's going to take a lot more work and I have to be a lot more successful to do that, you mm. know. Yeah. Um, so that that's sort of something that motivates me, um, and I also really want to have him as you know someone who gets to come on the road and see the world with us and do shows and like how cool is that? Like that'd be such a fun thing to do. I, I think as a youngster, but yeah, I'm I'm stumped by the question of how it's changed me. It's hard, man, because my answer was similar to yours because <clears throat> I I kind of said the same thing. I was like, I don't I don't think I've changed at all. I think I'm the exact same person. Like mm. I don't think anything is different but when i look at it now like i just i had this i had this force that i couldn't explain similar to how you can't explain your thing yeah where i'm like i'm working harder for a reason that i can't really put my finger on yes and yeah the read that was that was my kind of driving reason yeah um yeah um 
can I ask so uh, a few things? The congrats on a few things. You're almost at two million subs. Yeah, it's getting close. You're almost at half a billion views. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Did you even know that? No. <laughs> Four thirty. I checked it this morning. Really? Yeah, Shit, it's doing that's well. A lot. And um, followed by Joe Rogan now. Yeah, followed by all the Rogster. Um, he, uh, I love Joe. I've been in love with this man for a long time. He's the reason I got into stand up. He's the reason I really? got into YouTube. Yeah, I didn't know that. I always wanted to do stand up, but I, I never knew how. Uh, and there was an episode with him and Joey Diaz talking about how they started out. And they just said, you know, we just wrote five minutes, we found an open mic night, and boom. And that was all I sort of needed because back then, this is, you know, 10 years ago, if you Google how to be a comedian, Google really didn't nail it with the algorithm then. It would start to send you to some like, Comedy shows How or something. It's ten like years ago. Ten years ago. Yeah, it was. You know what I mean. Yeah. Now, if you look it up, it'll go. Here's what you need to do. Yada 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 yada. It might give you a list, but th- back then I had no idea. Uh, and so I did that. It took me like six months, and I, I did my first set, and then that was what snowballed from there to there to there to there to here. Um, it was ten years ago. Yeah, around yep. about ten. I would have been twenty. Oh, twenty-one ish. So I'm I'm almost thirty. So yeah, yeah. nine years ago. Um, and yeah, and so all of that stemmed to then starting YouTube, doing all that, doing shows, et cetera, et cetera. And that wouldn't have happened without Rogan. Um, so yeah, very influential person. And then to wake up one morning and he was following me and he messaged me, um, because I made a video talking about, talking about him, about, he had a lot of like, it was when he was copping a heap of shit and I was just like, this is fucking, this is not true. None of this is true. And I gave reasons why, um, and he said, "I really enjoyed your video. Thank you very much." And that was that was about it. And we've 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 had a couple of conversations since then. Not many, but he's a very busy man, and yeah, I don't know yeah. what to say to him. So, well, I think I think the thing is, he sounds like um, not too dissimilar to us. And I've heard him say this before, in the sense that he said, um, <clears throat> "You know, okay, perfect example. Two seconds ago, saying, oh, we'll get introduced to someone famous.' I'm like, they're boring. I don't really give a fuck. I don't want to work with them." Mm-hmm. He has said before where he's like, I've had people that would do huge numbers, but he goes, well, I'm not interested in what I want to do it for. Yeah. I think, I think, I feel like you're going to be on there within the next year. That's my, yeah, that's my gut feel. I think you will be because just, I, I know, I know people pretty well. And I think the way he operates is he just talks to people that he likes. Mm. I think you guys have a similar story in that the comedy is fucking hard. Like yeah. it's really hard. Business is hard. Comedy is hard. And, um, you look at everyone that's on there, they seem to share that story, you know, that kind of narrative of like hustling and grinding through the comedy sets and it's not glamorous to start, you know? No, it's not. And and so <clears throat> people see me go on tour now and sell these tickets and all that type of stuff and they're like, oh, that must be nice. But for five years, it was fucking nothing. Glad you, know? you mentioned that because I call this the uh, the iceberg where everyone sees the tip but no one sees Yeah, the everyone, se- everyone sees that real flash and beautiful and attractive like tip mm-hmm. uh, of the iceberg but they don't see the worth that goes underneath it. But th- that's the same for everything. It's a, yeah, it's the same you know in business, I mean? it's like, the same in comedy. The, except for OnlyFans chicks. Um, <laughs> that's just, <laughs> just look at these. 1295. <laughs> look at these, holy shit. <laughs> I know a guy who just started OnlyFans and it's sad to read the captions. No. Ugh. How do you know a guy that started an OnlyFans? You probably know who he is too. Do I? Can yeah. we say it on the pod or you want to tell me after? No, I don't want people to pay him. Oh. <laughs> fuck him. We had a falling out. Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, okay, well played. I think um, to the iceberg point, um, you could even draw a parallel 
on that to the to the YouTube stuff because I don't think people realize how hard that is now. Like what you've done. Yeah, it's it's different. It's it's certainly a weird job. And this is what I get all the time. And Claire and I were talking about it the other day. People look at YouTube and they go, "Anyone can do that." No. Well, you can. <laughs> you you could do it, yeah. but can you do it three times a week for you know five years? Mm. Maybe. So that's I've got an affinity for anyone that just works, you know, because mm. I've had to work my whole life. I've got like we <coughs> we um I'm the oldest of four boys. Um, dad left when I was ten. Mum was a drug addict, so we. We had nothing. I remember we we were in um uh, on the central coast in a refuge where you go when it's for like battered women and stuff. And I was which is the entire central coast. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's not it's not the nicest area. But it's, we it's, no, it's alright. Right. Yeah, well, there's some nice places. Nice Women's refuges are not nice. But yeah, we <laughs> haven't been there. But yeah. I, I wouldn't there. recommend it. No. <laughs> but we had yeah, we had two boys on the couch, two on the bed, and mum had to sleep on the floor. Yeah. So I knew what it was like to have nothing and. You know, I get up and work every day because I just, I want to build, I don't want to live like that, you know? Mm. And, and so I think I've got a connection to anyone that has that ruthless work ethic. Mm. My question is like, how have you, cause it's been so many years, the consistency hasn't dropped. Like how have you retained getting up, just grinding every single day? Because just give yourself a bit of credit here for a minute. You've got the YouTube channel, you've got the comedy channel, you've got your e-commerce products, you've got your website portfolio, you've got your brand endorsements, you've got your ad revenue. Like this is this is now a complete enterprise with infrastructure, but mm. that takes daily daily work. Like how yeah. have you managed to be well, consistent? I, I've had managers in the past and they've helped me a great deal. Um, give me shout like, outs. Yeah, there's a bloke by the name of Josh Wade who, who really helped me early on. Great dude. Um, We've been friends for a long time. But now I manage everything myself and oversee it all. And I do that because I like to be in control of it and I like to know where everything's going. So it's gone from me just making videos in my kitchen to now I have like four people who rely on me for income. How does that feel? Oh, it's not great. Really? I like it. Well, I just don't like playing God. Oh, no, <laughs> you know no, I mean? don't get me wrong. I don't like the playing God part, but I like the fact that circling back to what I said before, you come up with something, you put it out, sure. people pay you for it, and that then creates income for somebody else. Sure, sure. That part's pretty cool. Um, and as far as like the consistency, so I started making the videos and I'd struggle to make one a week. Uh, now um, I, I do three. And before Addie was born, we did... Um, two podcasts a week, uh, three videos for the main channel and one ch a video for the second channel. And for the longest time, I edited all my videos and then only recently um, Gabe started doing them. Right. Um, and he's been a good help. <laughs> no, he's, Gabe's one of the best editors I've seen on YouTube. So that's a... How did you guys... No, seriously, you're very, very good at what you do. <laughs> how, did you guys, how did you guys link up, if I can ask? Gabe sent me a, a resume... And he put like, have you it, was it was just for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, just for the podcast. And I hired him for everything. Um, How long ago is this? Oh, six not months. E yeah, not even a year. Yeah. Not even a year. Have you met Jackson's right-hand man, Lockie? Yeah, I do know he's Lockie. A, he's yeah. a weapon. He's a good dude. He's, he's a very, a good very good dude. Very, very um, good. I like Lockie. Same. And, uh, well, Gabe sent me like a resume for the podcast because we needed a producer. And he, you know, he included like some inside jokes and shit about the podcast. So I thought that was cool. I thought that, that is was cool. Nice and touch. it stood out. Because when you're hiring someone, you just get fucking flooded. Oh man, it's so annoying. So, so that's what stood out for me for for Goob. 
Uh, and he's very good at what he does. He gets paid yeah. way too much, but he's very good at what he does. I find, um, yeah, I pay my guys and girls pretty well also. Yes, Gabe. <laughs> but you can't put a price on loyalty, which we were talking about before. No, you can't. I don't know how loyal he is, but I if he is ever... He could be cheating on you with podcasts on the side. <laughs> he's in a little back alley doing a secret podcast behind the dumpster. If he, well, I found out he does his own podcast <laughs> the other day. Um, <laughs> what, you, what happened? He does his own podcast. Go, go. So. What a whore. So he is, he's, <laughs> he's a busy man. Um, and I found out that on the Cancer Me Now, I was actually going to bring this up to Savo, good. Yeah. We were talking about uh, for, for Cancer Me Now this week about uh, who we were going to, like we were talking about different segments and calling people out and stuff. I was going to call you out. That's why I didn't want to. <laughs> and I'm still going to. Um, but I won't tell you what about. But I found out that on uh, our Cancer Me Now uh, TikTok, we only follow like a handful of people, and one of them is his other podcast. So I think, oh, <laughs> oh really? So I think he is. Uh, he who has access to it. He who has access. I just follow to the it. funny pages. How convenient! <laughs> I, just funny page. I just follow what's trending and what's hot. Oh, that's good. Um, how how have you found? Because in, in in my line of work, like um, trust and loyalty, like you can't, we can't operate without that. Like, mm. how how is that translated through to what you do? In terms I don't of know. I mean, it's it's a bit of a funny one, and Gabe's probably felt this as well. Like I try, I over the in the past, I've had other people who have been employed, and it's ended poorly, uh, and the trust was lost, and it hurt me because I was really, really like I become friends with them, mm. and and if and you know, Gabe, if you ever feel like I'm not super friendly to you, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I've just I, I feel like a, a, a chick who's had a heartbroken a heap of what times what happened can you elaborate on what happened oh just that? just people like just being money hungry like I had yeah. a, I had a guy who basically strong armed me and said uh, if you don't do this um, I'm gonna I can't do I can't, you have to pay me this much otherwise we're not going and I won't go into too many details but yeah. uh, and it was like the day before and I was like oh fuck and I, I've travelled the world with this person and you're telling me this now like fuck yeah. this, is, this is bullshit so then I lost trust with that person and, and it happened a few other times. So that's why um, it's more uh, about having a good relationship with the people that work with you or for you or whatever you want to call it, but not like becoming besties with them because, I don't know, maybe that's a bad yeah, way to look well, at it, but that's sort of how I've sort of... Um, yeah, I mean, it's probably a natural um, reaction to those sorts of circumstances. It's just because of experiences. And yeah. I'm not saying I don't trust you, Gabe. It's just, it's fucked. You know... <laughs> about me. You know, we, had, we had a sales guy. <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> no, I understand, mate. Business and relationships are a tricky thing to navigate. Well, yeah, I mean... I still like you. I'll give you a good example. <laughs> like like uh, Jackson, for example. Him and Lockie have been tight as that for from yeah. day dot. But for him, um, I don't know how it is for you because it's different kind of audiences. But, um, you know, when we've spoke, sometimes he's communicated that it can be hard to trust people because when you've reached a certain level of whatever, like the, the new people that come in, you're not quite sure why they're coming in. Mm. And so for him, I think that kind of connection that he's had with his right-hand man for so long um, is, is indicative of the fact that he's kind of, that's something that he values, you know. He'd probably be pretty lost without Lockie. Yeah, well, they do well, but it is true because, I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. When he was in the, the States, like, I don't know, because you, you went there more on like a like a f kind of a holiday slash fact-finding sort of thing. Is that yeah, fair to yeah, say? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good yeah. It, yeah. So when you're over there on business, man, they're fucking sharks. They are killers. Yeah. So I've been at tables like this. It'll be me, my business partner, my other's business partner. 
We'll have three agency talent managers. They say, we represent this, this, this. You can see them at the table. They'll look at your shoes, look at your watch, look at your notes. They'll calculate who's worth what at the table really? and they will divert their attention to whoever they think's got the money. Whoever they think's got the money, they're going to get all the love, all the attention. They'll feed them. They'll go, okay, because they're just trying to get that bag. Yep. And it's so filled with sharks. You do not, not know who to trust. So I think um, we, with him, the ability to go over there with someone who he knows would be with him through thick and thin, mm. broke or rich, um, rich or poor, whatever, I think that's something that's very valuable. Yeah. Um, See, yeah. I, I have that with Claire. Yeah, perfect example. You know, we, perfect example. We do everything together and we have done for many, many years. And we started going out when I was working as a fucking as a security guard. How long have you guys been together now? Uh, nine, eight, nine years. Incredible. Yeah, been married for almost an entire year now. That's incredible. You took a while to propose. No, I know. <laughs> well, we're fucking young. <laughs> Jesus. And I bought a house. <coughs> Fair call. Weddings are expensive, man. Yeah, I feel yeah. Jesus do, Christ. Do you think this is a good example of kind of there for the struggle, there for the success? Mm, well, yeah, so? she, she was the first one to tell me to do YouTube. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and that's that's why I trust her. Like you never, t- I've, I did not know this. This is a new. Yeah, I, I trust her wholeheartedly with her opinion on everything, and she's done really well too. She's um, she's got her own brand, yeah, uh, Peachy by Rose, which are like Pilates socks. Shout out Peachy by um, Rose, and uh, she does really well with that. And that's all about getting chicks into the gym. Yep, um, it's like a r- more real version of female body positivity. Mm-hmm. Like it's like no, it's not like no, no, you're perfect, yada, yada. It's more like come on, let's you know, let's get after it, sort of thing. Or more of like, you know, like a lot of dudes have that. They're like that, like uh, like the motivation stuff. Like they're like, come yep. on, let's 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 do it, which is always very helpful for dudes when they're training to hear like a a jacko willink or whatever talk to you. What's the other one? It's, um Goggins or Goggins, yeah. I, I can't get away from Goggins. But there's no, there's, he's all over my he's TikTok. Always running, that's why. <laughs> and he's always telling me how shit. He's like, I've been up since fucking five a.m. I've never. What slept. have you done? Yeah. What have you done, bitch? <laughs> Come on, man. I've been having a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> done uh, nothing. <laughs> but I think there's room for women to do that for other women. But anyway, no, but, I agree. But, I agree. Yeah. With, I think that I think that is a very underserviced market. I 100 percent agree with that. Um. So so that's not exactly what Claire's doing, but it's just about you know, have a, a, a positive thing for, and some exciting little products and all that type of stuff. And she's killing that, doing yeah. really well with the marketing. And uh, she's just sort of self, self teaching herself uh, throughout that process, which is really cool to did, see. Can I ask, did, has she kind of like um, picked you up through periods where you may have like doubted what you're doing? And oh, every, every week. That's beautiful. Oh, she's a gun. She's the best. This is incredible. That's why I married her. I love her. She's oh great. man, this is, this is, this is beautiful. But she's, she's fucking hilarious too. Like she could yeah. be a comedian tomorrow. No, I've seen the banter you guys throw She's around. fucking amazing. And um, she, yeah, hilarious. Like the funniest woman I've ever met. I'm one of the funniest people I've ever met. Yeah. Um, like the shit we say, fuck, I'd be cancelled every week. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's great. And now we have a son together. Sounds Atticus like you've almost married like a semi-girl version of yourself. I have. <laughs> We've, we are the same person. It's horrifying. Someone tells you to go fuck yourself. I'm like, I'm going to go home and I'm going to yeah. do right that. <laughs> Take it, Isaac. Yeah. Me clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. We're the same person. Hey, bro, that was I sick. Well done. I love it. I love That's it. That's awesome. Man, I remember um, my... Um, <laughs> my missus when we got I got done over for 100k when I was um, 20, 24, 25 that was every dollar I had in the bank and I had a three month old baby at home and I couldn't even afford a bus ticket to get over the harbour bridge to get home I couldn't afford baby formula yep. and I went home I had a dollar and three cents in the bank and I said to her I said um, I was like fuck we're broke we got no money with buck 
And she was so chill. She's like, nah, we'll be all right. I was like, how can you say that? What yeah. do you mean we're going to be all right? We're, we're fucked. We've got no money. We're completely fucked. She's like, no, nah, no, nah, we'll figure it out. And I said, I don't, don't know what you think we're going to do. And she, she goes, well, worst case, we'll, um, we'll move in with my parents. I'm like, oh, fucking not doing that. I'll fucking kill someone before we do it. She goes, yeah. this is why we're not going to be broke. Yeah. She goes, this, this, this mentality, this attitude, this is you've just got to go out there and just figure it out. Yeah. So I just glued the phone to my hand for the agency. And I, so I'm not taking this fucking phone off my hand until we've made 100K in sales. Just bang, 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 just ripping calls for three days every single day. Because I remember I was so broke and I'd never lost everything before. And I, I was like, I want to kill myself, but I can't even afford a rope. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't even afford to die. What did you lose the 100K on? <clears throat> so we had a client <clears throat> that um, that uh, was trying to offload some assets to me and I bought it and then um, and then there was just a rip in the, in the middle. Okay. And um, it was dumb to put all my money into that deal to begin with. And, you know, you learn these lessons, but money aside, like I'm at a point now where like I just – my care for money is so little that I could have 2 million in the bank or a dollar. It just doesn't, I don't feel any different anymore yeah. because when you've, when you've experienced nothing, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. You know, I was never at like, my parents were always pretty well off, relatively well off. We went through a period there when um, the GFC happened that the old man lost all of his investments right. sort of thing. And we had to sell houses, that houses, sell the house. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, really? And all that type of stuff, and and move into another beautiful house, but <laughs> um, sell dad's dream house, right? To move into a, an not not a regular, it's a regular house, a sure. normal nice house. Yeah. Um, and for that period before we sold, and it took like six months, eight months, maybe a year to sell. There was no money. Uh, that's the only experience I have. But mum and dad just did everything to keep us fed and all that type of stuff yeah. so it wasn't that bad but i worked shit jobs when mm. i was younger you know and i worked jobs i hate and i've worked heaps of different jobs i did demo work on the coast did you <laughs> yeah, demolition. I shower screens did you yeah did i love demo because i was like i get paid to smash things it's fun right <laughs> yeah. but i did that and i did uh, landscaping and stuff and not landscaping it's not a I shit did that job too. it's just so hard my god yeah because you're in day. the sun and your back oh, hurts and you got it yeah, yeah yeah so i did all that and that's what that's what terrifies me every day. This is why I get up and work because I don't want to go back to that, and I won't right. let myself go back to that. But if I have to, I will. That's the other thing. A lot of like, <laughs> I'm sure you come across this influencers who aren't making money. They'll just fucking go, oh, well, I'm not going back to a normal job. Oh, I can't do that. So we call that entitlement. Yeah, entitlement's the worst. But I get this with entrepreneurs all the time, and it's my most hated thing. My view when I'm mentoring people is I'll never ask anyone to do anything I wouldn't do. Mm. You know, I had this sales kid. He's like, "Oh, I don't know if I can do it." I'm, I'm like, I'm like, "You've got an hour." I said, "Sit in that fucking chair." And I grabbed his phone. I started ripping calls in front of him for yeah, half an hour. I said, "Look, there's two deals." I said, "I'm the boss. I just yeah. did two. Yeah. You know, like, um, and uh, also like sometimes when a deal doesn't work out for a founder." And they'll be like, it was because of this. It was because of that. like, why don't you just kind of look in the mirror and be like, all right, this didn't work. I'm gonna I'm gonna take ownership of it and I'm gonna turn it around because the world doesn't owe me any favors. Mm -hmm. And when you realize the world owes you nothing, you know, it's the it's it's a beautifully horrible thing to acknowledge because it just puts control back in your hands. Yeah. You know, and the, and the people I've seen, it's probably the same as comedy where they like, people aren't obligated to laugh. People aren't yeah. obligated to buy your stuff. When you realise that the world doesn't owe you a single thing, that's when I think you start to transform. Yeah, and, and it's one of the best things you can have is like with, with comedy, you have this big peak and in YouTube, you have this peak where everyone's watching you and you're getting millions of views and then it dips. Everyone gets the dip. I've heard about this. But what happens after the dip? Do you continue or do you just stop? 
And there's so many YouTubers out there that'll dip and then they'll disappear. Really? Or they'll just stop making content and then you look back at them and maybe they start again, but each video is getting 20,000 views when they were getting millions just a couple of years ago. You've just got to stay consistent. But it's hard. That's the hard thing. That My I tell everyone, hard. consistency is, is the hardest thing in the world, man. To get up every single day and do the same thing, even when things aren't working, that's hard. That's 100%, man. But it's the hardest thing. and um, But it defines the, the, the people who succeed from the ones that don't. 100% it does, yeah. mate. And, um, you know, you'll see these people. Like, I know a few guys that come straight. Uh, there's a lot of them. They come straight out of school. They're influencers. They're making whatever. And then what's going to happen? What's going to happen when that stops? Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Not even like degrees and shit. Not even work experience. But you don't have that worth ethic. You know that's, that's not the there. hard part. Yeah, that's another thing. Like a, a guy who we know really well, Jackson Adoity. Like I think his iceberg, where you see the tip and you see all that really cool content, but the work ethic behind it. You know, you got to constantly be coming up with ideas. You got to be able to grind when things aren't working. You know. Yeah, people don't. But people don't see it. No, of course they don't. Yeah. No, he's he he he's made a lot of money and he's done yeah. it very very well. Yeah, very very yeah. And he's a good rooter, <laughs> as I've seen from his OnlyFans. <laughs> what did you say? He's a good rooter. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I think. I remember when that video was going around and he was with a girl and all that type of stuff, and I was just like, because I knew him, and you know, Jackson and I've known each other for a long time. And wasn't he from your area? Yeah, he's oh. from Nelson Bay. Uh, and I saw that and I was just like, oh yeah. Nice cock, man. <laughs> nice one, bro. He called me up one day and he goes, I've got an idea. So what is it? He goes, what do you reckon if I fucked a grandma? I'm my only fan. So I said, I should. don't know what I would do. He but should. I said, I think it would get some eyeballs, man. Yeah, fucking oath. That's yeah. what it's all about. Sometimes you got to go outside the box or, or inside, or inside the, the box. The box. <laughs> yeah. A wrinkly old delicious box. <laughs> Have you ever had to... Um, Fuck grandma? No, obviously. <laughs> You're a grandmother fucker. <laughs> Have you ever had to like... Um, Try some some kind of ballsy stuff that you didn't think would work. And uh, let me recalibrate the question: What have you done that you thought would work that's failed? Oh, and and what have you done that you thought wouldn't work that succeeded? Every video that I thought would do amazingly well and get millions of views sucks. Isn't it funny how that works? It's so. And weird. did you do some that you thought were going to be shit that pumped? Yeah, my first viral video I ever made, I thought was going to be shit, and it, and it's got like seven million views. And Which it's was that one? Talking for fifteen minutes. The um, the Australia video that people. Still come up to me and go, yo, you made that Australia video. What was that one again? Um, Ten reasons not to visit Australia. Oh yeah, that was a good one. It was a good one. Yeah, but, but people still come to me and go, oh, I know you from that. I was like, mate, I've made five hundred <laughs> fucking videos. No, you made more than that. I've made more than that. Open up your fucking YouTube and have a look, you prick. <laughs> I think it's seventeen hundred. <laughs> is it? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Is Dave, it seventeen hundred? How many videos have I made on YouTube? I think Please. it's 1700. I think. Well, you use Social Blade for that, probably? No, no, no. It's because it shows it right at the top. <laughs> Wait, it shows how much you're working that you don't even check. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm working. That's good, though, <laughs> but that's what you got to do. Um, what about. I'll wait for this number to chime in anymore. 1.1K videos. 1.1K. Such, such a fucking Gen Z. You've made 1.1K. I'm, re I'm reading the words. 1.1K. 1,100. 1 1 1 to be fair, it does K say 1.1K. Thank you making your me look old, Isaac. You generation <laughs> So what, what about um, in terms of like, um, you know, businesses, have you launched anything out that didn't quite work or have you had any takeoff that you think wouldn't take off? Uh, so... Uh, I've got a couple of different businesses. Um, I don't think I put enough effort into them. 
the Don't Miss Mate is one of my favourites. Oh, I was going to ask you how that went. Yeah, it's it, it's there. It's just I wasn't giving it enough time. We're going through a bit of a relaunch phase. Yeah, right. I had this idea last night that I want I want to get OnlyFans girls to promo it on their OnlyFans. Yeah, and be like, I am not going to suck anyone's dick. <laughs> <laughs> they have a don't miss mate. I think that would be hilarious. And Manscaped done some stuff similar to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think we might we might do that. Down, Maybe we should ask the Manscaped production team for some some content creators. Well, they won't even fucking reply to me at the moment. So oh, uh, oh you you're off with them as well? Nah, they just they got a new person and they don't want to talk to me. How are they to deal with that? Right? Great. Yeah. Great. They're worth eight hundred million dollars. So they well, should be. Well, fucking throw <laughs> me some cash, you pricks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, I've um, it's it's tough to compete with them for me, but I mean, sometimes when your back's against the wall, you do. Oh, if you get eight hundred million dollars. I mean, yeah, I know they've got a lot of cash. Um, I think something like that would go well on Kickstarter. Potent- well, there are a lot of other people that do it. I think it's more about uh, the reason people want to buy this particular yeah, a lot product. Of the people that do it, really? Well, they sell them on Amazon. Right. For the same price we sell them. Can't be, be bleep that out. Don't tell that to people. <laughs> it's the same price. You might as well buy ours. Well, you know, you know, um, uh, uh, a mate of mine, he, he launched a little kid's book. Have you heard of Little Homie? I was actually going to buy you oh, some. Yeah, for, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So it's like ABC with Jay-Z and 123 oh. with B.I.G. You're going to love this story. So he put that on Kickstarter yeah. and they pushed it out into the world. Um, it, it took off. Uh, at one point they were doing, a, I think it was a million a month in sales. Wow. Mm. And then it got sued by Jay-Z. This is all public. Oh, so, yeah. so, he, so Jay-Z didn't know about it. Yeah, so the thing is, you like this, so that, that it um, the argument, well, we're less litigious here, so cross-border litigation doesn't really work very mm-hmm. well. Um, so they sent a cease and desist and the company just said, fuck off. And But their argument was that they were art characters. They weren't yep. pictures of the people. So um, so I think, I think because of that, it went away, but they were kind of flirting with it a little bit. But that's just one example of something that took off. Um, mm. Another mate, he went in on a uh, tattoo numbing cream business, did, okay. doing like a million a month, something insane. Wow. But the thing is, man, some of these things, you just got to find like something cool, yep. get a little sweet spot. And if you can just get it in there. Yeah. Well, Claire's been doing really well with Peachy. We, we, yeah. We, how's we, that going? Well, not great at the moment because we fucking sold out. So we're- Oh, really? We're just waiting for more more, co- more um, fucking- Sold out as in- socks. I yeah. thought you meant you sold the business. I was like, what are you doing? No, no, no. Right. We, sold, we sold out of product. Not a bad problem to have. Not a bad problem to have, but, yeah. you know, because I was so used to seeing numbers. Yeah. It's like, oh, get right. That, get that product back. <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, um, there's a few other things that, that I've sort of got in the works. and going to say, there are a few that I've taught me through these because some of these are pretty cool. Um, well, I mean, the only other thing that I really wanted, I don't know. You know, there's a the merch. There's the merch. There's there's merch for the podcast. There's merch yep. for this um, idea that I have called um, Average Man, which is about getting dudes into the gym, not to be fucking ripped, but just to be better than average. It's good. Um, and that's all T-shirts and like gym <laughs> programs and stuff. And they're all available for free rather than charging people, although I might start charging people yeah. um, for like really good ones. Um, but that's about it at the moment. I mean, there's the shows, there's the um, – you know, the Is Patreon going at the moment? Patreon. Yeah, we're sort of trying to work that out at the moment, yeah. the best way to sort of run Patreon, to give people a reason to join it. And I yeah. think we've come on, we've come up with something a little bit cool. So we're going to start trialling that over the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I think um, Meat Canyon just started doing this. Okay, what have they done? Well, <laughs> and who is Meat Canyon? Oh, you haven't seen his content? No. Dude, oh, it's hectic. It's like Joe Rogan loves it. It's like... Um, it's like cartoons that are like really fucked up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. like really fucked. Do you know Meat Canyon? 
I have seen those. Yeah, <coughs> it's, oh, mate, I'll get them up. It's um okay. It's really fucked up cartoons, <laughs> but he just he just set up a Patreon, yeah. so um they apparently that's gone. Okay, that's, yeah. Well, yeah, we're going to do the podcast. Um, we're going to do like a half an hour version for free. Uh, yeah, that's like, what I mean. <laughs> that is, is that his dick? Yeah. Oh, it's his chin. Oh, it is his chin. Yeah, it's, it's completely <laughs> fucked. By the way, has my mic been in front of my face the whole time or has it been all right? It's been all right. I've been I cutting guess. to your side. So oh, cool, good. cool, cool. Legend. Thank God. <laughs> what a good. Yeah, it um, it's fucked up. But he, so what happened was because their terms and conditions are getting more and more strict, he made like a really funny video where like YouTube is this fucked up demonic character trying to like ruin his all his creatures yeah. and he's got all his creatures in cages and he's trying to free them from the YouTube monster that's chasing He's like, go free. And he sets up a, it's fucking hilarious. See, he'd be perfect for OnlyFans, but it just so happens. For OnlyFans? Well, not, well, because, you know, Patreon and all that type of stuff, sometimes they crack down <laughs> on that shit and OnlyFans is just like, yeah. Yeah, well. it's weird. It, yeah, I get what you mean. It's a weird middle ground where it's mm. like, how far can you go? I think they're, well, they're better than YouTube, put it that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I think at a minimum, you can say more fucked up things. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's the whole idea with the podcast is we don't have to censor ourselves. We can just talk about whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. So, where do you get, because does YouTube still restrict swearing and everything on the podcasts? Uh, most of them the are C word. Oh, really? Most of them are demonetized. So we can't say cunt. <laughs> well, nah, you have to bleep it out. But even sometimes, if you bleep it, then they will still demonetize you because they know what you've said. Oh, seriously? Yeah. What? I know. So yeah, apparently, for that reason, um, a lot of creators that want to push the boundaries going over to um Patreon. Um, have they? Have they? Ha like, feel free to answer this in any way you want. But mm. have they messed with your ad revenue? Uh, nah. you, does that get turned on and off or is that kind of pretty it's it's i've got good contacts at youtube right so they look after you yeah okay cool and i and i know how to play their game right that's another one where how you have so? to be smart well you don't swear in the first 30 seconds right. you don't uh have an over sexual thumbnail all that type of stuff the there's a whole different range of the hello go you re you re-upload it and try again oh yeah oh really <laughs> yeah, oh so yeah. you're you're on that now as well yeah gabe does all that awesome but that's sort of what i do and and I've got a contact where I, I message them and I say, what's the issue with this? And they come back with, at this point, you said cunt. And I go, Gabe, I've told you a million fucking times to bleep that shit. Happens all the time. <laughs> happens, all the time. The <laughs> happens all the time. I never leave the Happen cunt once. in there. <laughs> once or twice. What, what, um, yeah, okay, cool. So uh, have you had any like copyright strikes or anything? Any yeah, attacks yeah, on the channel? Yeah, How many yeah. have you had of that? Uh, never had a strike. Uh, That's good. Touch wood. Uh, but I've had heaps of copyright things like, People trying to throw them at you? Yeah, yeah, and I usually get out of them. Or sometimes it depends on how young the video is or how right. well the video is doing, yeah. whether or not I'll fight it or not. Yeah, it's a, I got one the other day for a video. It was four years old. I was like, really? okay, man, you. To, to be honest, you've had a pretty good run with these guys because not everyone has this nice experience. No, I know. <laughs> Do you um, think I, it's because you've been around for so long? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I also, I, I, I'm pretty up to date with the fair use law right and how that works like i'm i'm pretty good with that so i don't i don't show a video a clip i will never show a clip over like 18 seconds or 20 seconds because that's where it gets pinged oh so you go over 18 you in breach of fair use there thereabouts yeah, right. because then you're showing a lot of that person's content yeah some people get the shits with that they're like oh you just keep interrupting i'm like yeah i know yeah I right to. i thought it was a bit longer than 18 seconds that's interesting to know I don't know what it is, but that's what I've always done. I'm pretty sure it's around that 20-second mark. Yeah, right. Okay, so you're pretty on the ball with all of the T's and C's with these guys. I have to be because yeah. I, I got hammered early on. Oh, so really? I, so I Well, not hammered, but I got, you know, copyright strike, <coughs> copyright strike. I was like, oh, fuck. Well, not stri they're not strikes. They're like 
copyright, yeah, whatever's. It's um, a it's a, it's a weird thing because it's like I think sometimes having your because reality is like the bulk of your business is on their platform. Mm. So if they were to ever do anything, which I I don't think that's ever going to happen, but like your it's almost like building your house on someone else's turf. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, I mean I've got a decent following on Facebook and Instagram, but it's the same thing there. Yes, correct. Have you? Okay, there's another one. <laughs> I saw on your TikTok you got Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping. Why did you get Xi Jinping? I only had seven hundred thousand fucking followers. What on. did you do? Oh, so it was a series of things. They didn't like my humor, apparently. And then I made a joke about Vegan Booty, who I am friends with. I was going to say, that's a funny saga. Um, yeah. And and they had a meeting. TikTok Australia allegedly had a meeting. They all sat around and aired their grievances about me and then banned my account. How did you get back on? I made a new one. But they don't they normally turn around and say, fuck that one as well? Don't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them about it. They'll find it. They'll find it and they'll ban it again. They'll the fucking Chinese <laughs> fucking cucks. Hey, I'm listen, talking to you. I, I secretly am a fan of TikTok, bro. Fuck them. I don't oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, if they ban it, I'll man. just go go to China, become a communist. <laughs> it's so fucking addicting and that's the problem. Dude, it's the worst. Sometimes I'll like, if I work like 12 hours, I'll be like, I'm just going to fucking go in dark mode. I'm going to have an hour on TikTok. But YouTube shorts is better. You reckon? It's much better and it pays its creators. So It's better for somebody, Isaac. Oh, yeah. <laughs> YouTube shorts are much better for my fucking bank account. If the creators, get, I actually don't get paid that much. Yeah, I, okay. I remember once I got, I got like eight and a half million views in a month. Really? On TikTok shorts, YouTube shorts. Rather. Are they still pushing it though? And they paid me three hundred bucks. Really? <laughs> are they still? Are they still trying to push it out? They are. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So, it's so, so I do get a lot of views from that, and it's brought in a. It's probably brought in another seventy, eighty thousand subscribers. Yeah. Right. Last, okay. On the channel. Last few months. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it exposes you to a whole new audience. Well, Jackson got tanked off IG and he just built 2 million followers back. Really? Yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hope that's actually how we met because I, um, okay. I've, <laughs> so fun story because I've, um, so I've had, I've owned seven different brands. I've got a digital agency, a talent agency and a content agency. And so I think I've been banned from every platform on earth, I think. <laughs> yeah. We got banned from TikTok the other day for the first time, which was good. Um, Who got banned though? Oh, one of my brands. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was weird. We had like a like a cream with hemp in it and they said, yes, yeah, see you later. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah. You gotta, yeah. You gotta. But I've been to I've been in litigation with Facebook before. Really? Yeah. Well, you can never win, but you can just annoy them. Yeah. <laughs> so so we send them a letter to their legal counsel and then they send a letter which probably costs about 25 grand back to us. Shit. So I'm like, you can't beat them. Like, you just make them pay 25K for their little letter. And um, when I saw Jackson got tanked, I reached out to give him a bit of a hand. And um, it was pretty funny because... <laughs> We were going back and forth with their lawyers trying to get it back, and he kept like flaming them. And I'm like, bro, the more you piss them off, the harder it's going to be for my team so to do just it. Like having a crack at them all. Oh, just going hard. Just being like, you know, this guy's income's been taken away. This is his sole source of revenue. He can't feed his family. Like, you know, he's got OnlyFans girls to look after. Yeah, right? there's gilfs everywhere. Yeah, he yeah. He's right. got grandmas that need to get fucked. Jesus. And um, so yeah, like we didn't win, but we did piss them off. Um, but um, yeah, that's how we met because. I don't know. I've got this like moral view on stuff where I'm like, I don't like bullies in, in business or in life. That's why me and Nath get along yeah, really yeah, well. Yeah. And I think like, you know, to wield that level of power over someone's entire creation, because mm. you know better than anyone, like 
your YouTube's your baby. You created mm -hmm. that, right? So to have someone kind of dangle it, I just think it's kind of not fair. Fuck out of this. Yeah, and he didn't really get um, much warning over it. And it was a, it was honestly, it wasn't even a bad breach. What did he do? Oh, it was something like, it was like, there was a video that was sexually suggestive, even though it didn't have like sex in it. So it was just like, I don't know, girls being flirty on a boat, something like that. Yeah. But it was censored. It was, I didn't think there was much wrong with it. But yeah, I just didn't like that they, you know, yeah, I took, took a guy's chat. Um, I didn't entire think the girls getting away. fisted on the boat was a bad video. No, I, I thought know. it was fine, man. I was I, like, come yeah, on, man. I didn't know what the problem was. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that didn't work out. However, I think what I like about what happened there was he didn't cry about it. He didn't complain. He didn't whinge. He just built it back up to yeah, 2 million. Yeah, you just got to act the next day. You just got to work And back you on did it. the same thing with TikTok. Yeah, I haven't put as much effort into it. Really? Um, you still back up to what, 350? No, like 45,000. No. I, I haven't been putting oh, many in. No, I swear it's more. No. Really? Yeah, double check. I, swear I reckon I've like uploaded. I fucking barely uploaded on it. Because I was uploading yeah. my... Um, here's what stopped me. I was doing well and I was getting plenty of views on like stand-up clips. And then I had like four or five taken down in a row. And I just like, fuck, they're just going to delete it again. Right. Yeah. Right, so right, I was right, like, right. fuck this shit. Yeah, I think... 40k. 40k, okay. Yeah, I think... Um, I think anyone... 40,000. Sorry, Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can use 40k oh, can use the K then. Now, you cool. can't go 1.1k. 1 .1 it's 1,100, you fucking Sorry, Gen Z. I, I think Radio. anyone who gets tanked at anything and builds themselves back up, I think for me that's admirable. Yeah. Anyone who's had a really serious knock in life Definitely. but does not cry about it and gets back up. The best thing to do is just to jump back on it the next day. And if 100%. I didn't have t if I didn't have YouTube and stuff, I probably would have put all, all my um all my eggs in the TikTok basket. Oh, man, it's, it's, it's definitely the way. But thankfully, sure. I... I've got YouTube and whatnot. Sounds like the shorts are um, doing pretty well. Oh, they're great. You should yeah. get into them. Yeah. <laughs> they're all right. <laughs> I'll stay out of your shorts, Isaac. Yeah, please, thank you. Now, I um, do have to head down. I was going to say, I just with, checked. Uh, so, with, uh, with my grandma. I'm going to wrap it up with uh, two last questions. Um, so, you've created a lot of stuff across a lot of channels. You've now reached millions of people. You've got multiple businesses, a bunch of income streams. Like, what's your advice to a young creator slash entrepreneur? who wants to get into this, mm -hmm. but kind of maybe naive to like what it takes in that base of the iceberg. Like what sort of advice would you give to people like that? Cause I've seen you give people a lot of, especially mm -hmm. comedians, like a lot of good advice. What would you say to people like that? Well, if you want to get into the creative space with YouTube, it took me a year of posting two videos a week to hit, um, uh, I think it was a hundred thousand subscribers. So it takes time. No, maybe it was 10,000. Yeah, I was going to say 100K is pretty good from two a week. No, I think it was 10,000. <laughs> yeah, it would have been. Or it, or it took me a year of posting twice a week to get to my first viral video, something like that. Yeah, but it took forever. And it's all about small wins. And this is what my book's all about. It's just about these tiny little level changes in life that seem insignificant at the time. And when you look back on them, you realise that these are actually leaps. You know, they're not so much just steps up in the world. They're, they're leaps from where you were. Uh, and I think it's all about just doing it, doing it again, and continually doing it. Post it, forget about it, start again. Post and ghost. Post and ghost, baby. Yeah, that's good. Like, don't read the comments. Read the co I think you can read the comments early on. Yep. To get a bit of a feel. Finger on the pulse. But then if you've got a couple of million followers and you're fucking reading comments, you're a loser. 
Yeah, I know. I agree with that completely. No, no, I, I, I know. No, exactly. I do it sometimes just for no, a little laugh. But it's funny because you're the third creator that I've heard said that that says just focus on creating, creating, oh, creating. Oh, just create. Don't is, dwell. Everyone's got this. Is a, honestly, people hate anything. Yeah, people will hate on you for making anything. They don't give a shit. Like people will be angry at you because you've fucking posted a photo of your dog. People will be angry at you because you were, did a brand deal with this person. Fuck them. People get pissed off that you fucked a grandma on OnlyFans. Yeah, mad. <laughs> people are angry at everything. Who gives a shit? The things they'll get outraged about these Unless days. Unless they're paying for tickets to your show. Tell them, and even then, fuck off. No, but don't talk but, to me. But no, but to be fair, so the takeaway there is don't give a fuck what people think. That's no. why I tell people all the time. Can I tell you one little thing on that as well? I always say a millionaire is never going to make fun of you for starting a business. Mm. A pro boxer will never make fun of you for learning how to box. The only people will, that will do that are the ones who refuse to become exceptional yeah. and who've accepted that they will always be not exceptional. Mate, the most cunty comedians of the world are all open micers. Yeah? They suck. Yeah, they say um, hate flows bottom up, never top down. And they've been that way for a long time. I know a lot of people that I started out doing stand-up around the same time or even they started before me and they're still in the same position and they hate my fucking balls. Yeah? They hate it. They oh. hate me. They think I'm not funny. They think I suck. They think it's all just been luck and ridiculousness. And yeah. That's fine. I I've don't care. I've never been hated by anyone that was doing better. So. Fuck them. <laughs> that's good. No, no, that's really good advice. And then um, the last one. I think I kind of know the answer to this, but like – you know, you've built this up over a decade. It's an impressive business and you should be very proud of that. Where, where do you think you're going to be in the next 10 years? I think I probably have to be in America. I at think least, so At too. least for six months of the year. Yeah, I think so too. Um, we're going to go over there in September and we've been looking at houses and stuff and how to sort of arrange That's that. That's a big move, man. Well, not to move there, but, but no, go No, I mean, it's a big move from a business perspective. Yeah. So, oh yeah, Exactly. I think that's the move. Can I ask, do you want to, do, do you talk to the Jim Jefferies at all? No. Is it a similar career? Because correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm naive to the space, but didn't he bounce over there and he's just taken off? Yeah, he did. Want to do something similar? Not not so much what Jim did, because he sort of did like mainstream TV over there, and that's not something I'm interested in at all. I wouldn't um, be either. <laughs> no, I don't. Because he was this real fucking harsh comedian, yeah. and then he did all the mainstream stuff and... And and lost his edge for a bit, I think, personally. Yep. Um, you see stand-up specials, they're very different, but people change. Um, I, I think that's the move for me. I think and, so. And we're, we're, we love America and we've been there. We've only been there, or we've been to Hawaii as well, so I guess we've been there twice. But it was just such a great experience, such a cool part of the world, and I can't wait to go over there again and, 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 and go and see some people. And now that I know a lot more people over there, yeah. that'll be cool too. So you want to kind of... Do you want to kind of build something similar to what's been built here over there? Yeah, well, and that's sort of how I've always worked is with my first videos, I just focused on Newcastle where I'm from. Then I focused on New South Wales, the state where I'm from. Then I focused on Australia. Now I'm focusing on the world. This is good. Yeah. It's good information. So this is how I built it. And it was very, very strategic. I wanted to gain as many followers in one place, then the other place, then the other place. And then it was Australia. And then it was everywhere. And now it's sort of, I actually, I think it's skewed by shorts, but 40% of my viewers are American. Really? I would not have thought this. I think it's skewed by shorts though, because shorts are much bigger in America. Uh, but that's the next, that's the next one. And I'm lucky to have a lot of good connections over there now. So hopefully we can sort of yeah. move on that. Well, yeah, man. I mean, anything we can, I've got a couple of things for you on that as well. Because I think, honestly, I think, um, I do think that's the logical move. Yeah, I think so too. But, you know, 
I think I think I think you'll do well as well because um, you know, if you're anything like the people that I hang out with, it's like it doesn't really go to the head. It's just about creating oh, the next thing, no, you know. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, no, exactly. Wait, wait, how funny are people that give fucks? Oh, <laughs> like I care about ridiculous things. <laughs> like what? Like like I I panic about the most retarded things of all time. Like that last night, I really wanted to get before Addy woke up. I wanted to get his bottles cleaned. Yeah. And like it's really easy to do. I got like a steriliser and shit. Is this what you panic about? Yeah, I don't care about court cases and shit like that. It's about getting the bottle sterilised and ready to go so you can eat. It's good. It's grounding though. It's humbling. Yeah, I love that shit. Or if I'm at the gym and I need, I told Claire I'd be home at a certain time. If I'm not home at that time, I fucking panic. I get that as well because she beats the shit out of me. Because I'm like, I don't, I don't like lying. Nah, yeah, I'm like, I'm a dickhead. Yeah, yeah, mate. That's beautiful answer. Um, honestly, this is ten out of ten. I don't have anything more to say. Isaac Butterfield. Thank you. Ah. What a good pod. What a great pod. How was that? An hour and a bit? Yeah. Fuck, felt like.